Lots of times employee review becomes kind of a dirty word just because everything just gets slammed into one annual meeting. But if there were regular check-ins with um, the manager or operator or, or owner with the employees, then it gives time for change to happen. Welcome to Build Your Culture Brand with Dr. Jay Raines. As leaders, you have the ability to design and lead culture intentionally. Hear from culture leaders who are moving from a values list to values lived. Hey leaders, welcome to the Build Your Culture Brand podcast. I have with me today two of our coaches from Leaders Q, Danette High and Ron Duggins. And really, we're so excited to have you all both on the show. Thank you. Very glad to be here today. Yeah, this will be a fun conversation. Thanks, Jay. So our team was talking together about what what would be a, a great episode to have right about this time of year. We know that a lot of the leaders that we're working with are are thinking you know, back at, at this last year that we've just gone through and then kind of looking forward at the year ahead. And it becomes this really important time for goal setting. And one of the things we've noticed with coaching leaders is that goal setting can be very challenging. There's a lot of, of nuances involved in that. So we thought we would just take some time, the three of us get together and and talk about some of the concepts around goal setting and, and set every all of you leaders, all of us up for you know, better success, thinking more about how to win at goals. So Ron and Danette, I thought we would just roll around with this topic. And so Ron, I'm going to toss it to you first. How would you define a goal? Yeah, a goal in my mind, uh, I've heard a couple of interesting phrases that I like. One is it's a dream with a deadline, but maybe they're not lofty uh, where you might think of them as dreams. So I think of it as a desire with a deadline. It's something that you want to accomplish or needs to be accomplished, that be the desire. And the deadline kind of turns it into the goal. It could be a, if it's, if you don't have the deadline, it's a hope or a wish. Uh, but the dream or the desire with the deadline, in my mind, that's the, the kind of the big picture, interesting way to define a goal. I love that. Thanks, Ron. Danette, how would you define a goal? I, I define it as picturing the future and then figuring out a way to get there. So I don't, a lot of times goals are, like you said, lofty and out there. Um, but if you picture the future and then start where you are, that gives you an opportunity to see what the steps are to get there. Okay. So then, you know, here we are, we're, we're thinking about goal setting for ourselves, but also, you know, especially with coaching other leaders and listening to them, listening to their, their dreams, their desires, their, their vision, their picture of the future. And then, and then we have this fun role. It's really a fun role, right? To, we get to hear dreams and then actually guide people to consider how could they possibly, how, how can they really make that a reality? How can business leaders ensure that these individual team goals align with the, the broader mission, vision, purpose of the organization? Yeah, I think one of the first things that has to happen is the team needs to understand what that big picture looks like. So there has to be really good communication from those top level leaders about that vision. Where is it that we want to go? And you need to have some way to check whether that's understandable, make sure people do understand that. 
And that's your touch point as you're going back uh, to set the individual and team goals. You're always got this umbrella goal that's happening. So without the umbrella goal, you could have individual and team goals that don't necessarily uh, support or build into the larger goal. So the first step for me is making sure there's a really clear and understandable vision or, or you know, BHAG, whatever term you want to use, big, hairy, audacious goal. Make sure that's really clear. And then when you get down to the level of working with the individuals and teams, then you're always bouncing that against the larger goal, thinking about how does that get us to that larger goal? Uh, where might we have alignment or misalignment there? So you do have this, uh, this vision of where you want to be, and you're always checking those goals as an individual or team to get there. So that, in my mind, is one of the best ways to make sure you do have alignment. Don't let things happen in a vacuum. Make sure that there's a picture that you're looking at as you go through the process. Okay. And, you know, that I think that uh, brings me to, I'm, I'm curious now, it brings me to a, a larger question. I want to step back from this question and let's kind of both reflect on this. I'm, I'll let Danette go first. And so you're, you're saying, you know, we need to have a, a goal, a bigger goal, and make sure the team understands that. Let's check in, check in and make sure the their goals are aligned with the bigger goal. But backing up to, let's say, a year, let's take a year, if in a 12-month time, what would be some best practices? What were some what would be some things that should happen through this year, maybe from the beginning and then all throughout the year, as ways to keep those checks going? What would you suggest would be some some ideas about things you've seen done, whether in a in a Chick-fil-A that we've worked with or other business that, that we've worked with? What would you suggest for them? Lots of times employee review gets a becomes kind of a dirty word just because everything just gets slammed into one annual meeting. But if there were regular check-ins with um, the manager or operator or, or owner with the employees, then it gives time for change to happen. And it probably depends on the business how often that needs to happen. But continually bringing the big overall goal along with feedback and accountability, that's the way to get to that end of the year goal. Yeah, I just bouncing off what Danette said, uh, it starts in my mind with the actions that come from accountability. And that would be you do have someone who's checking in with you at different times. How are things going? You know, what obstacles are you facing? Uh, even on the flip side, celebrating the small victories along the way and helping teams and individuals see this as a process. So there's not, uh, it's not we start today and we win tomorrow. It's all these little things that have to happen. And in the check-ins or the accountability piece of that, we are asking questions about all those little things. And I think having the attitude that it is a process as well can help us when there are struggles and uh, things might not be going as well during certain seasons of the year. Uh, having that mindset that it is a process to get us from here to there, I think that's an important thing. And in that, you are working to develop action along the way and just always checking in. Checking in not as someone who's going to bring the hammer down because you're not meeting your goals, 
but checking in to support everyone along the way. So that, that accountability piece has different angles, but it overall should be a very positive experience that moves everyone forward. Okay. So providing that accountability, depending on the person, everyone needs a, a, maybe a del- little different nuanced accountability, but providing accountability, encouragement, support, um, checking in. And so I, I really appreciate this idea that both of you talked about of, of just let's not push goal setting to a one day year, one day a year event or the review of an employee to a, a once in a lifetime kind of moment. Let's let's break it up. Uh, find shorter moments, shorter goal moments to, to look into and check in on and see the smaller movement of a goal rather than just. I think sometimes goal setting ends up being binary. You know, it's did did we do it or did we not and not really checking in on the progress along the way. What is the importance of making sure ownership is included in any kind of goal setting process for an organization? How do we attach goal setting and personal ownership through all the levels of an organization? It helps to know what your employees find important. Um, I know we use the DISC assessment a lot. Some people are motivated by their impact on the people. Some people are motivated by their impact on results. So if leaders can learn to have conversations um, that speak to their employees' motivations, I think they're more likely for that person to be able to feel the ownership. I love that. That's really good. And understanding our own people, because this is the team we have. These are the people that we have. And, and, you know, we've, we've pulled together, we've developed, we've got these people and we, we care about each other. And then, but finding out what they care about individually, finding a way to attach what they care about with what we're trying to accomplish establishes a, an emotional connection. Yeah, I completely agree with Danette. And that is that when those team members understand the reason for the goal, uh, sometimes we couch it in terms of, do you know the why behind it? When they understand that, and when you understand how they view the world, whether it be through a DISC assessment or something else, almost every goal, whether it be a financial goal, uh, a safety goal, they can all be looked at from multiple perspectives, some relationally, some quantitatively. But when you understand the why behind it, you can help draw the connection from the daily work of that team member along the lines of their natural bent toward the why. And ownership happens when, when they see that they have a part to play in accomplishing that. And then when you can tie that back to what comes from that success, uh, self-fulfillment, uh, sometimes there's monetary rewards, uh, potential raises, uh, a pathway toward uh, other positions. When all of those things are tied together clearly, then ownership happens with uh, each of those different levels of team member. So Ron and Danette, as you know, you know the, the leaders that we work with, a lot, quite a few of our clients are Chick-fil-A owner-operators and their teams. And one of the things that's just happened is, uh, you know, in October every year, they have a meeting where they all have to come together and they all have to turn in their goals and, and share those with the 
with the brand and what, what are they doing in their individual locations. And one of the challenging things coming out of that is they, they have so many goals. There's so many areas that they've set goals for. And part of our challenge has been helping them sort through that and figuring out now what, how do you now turn to your team and work on those? If it's, if it's too many, um, how do you really sort through that? So what would be some suggestions about how to help them sort through um, a long list of goals? I think one of the things that uh, a top level leader has to do is to be really clear about, about their desire. What is it that they're trying to attain? And there are many roads to get there, but if there's a specific number like 16 that you used, there's just no way to focus on that many goals uh, in a productive manner. So in order to filter through those, it's, it's good to take a nice hard look at your current situation. What is our current reality and where do we want to go? So to be really clear about where we want to go uh, in a realistic way. And think about, I've got these 16 possible things that we can really focus on to get us there. But to go through that list and say, and maybe set a priority, out of these 16, start narrowing that down. Which ones, if I could only do five of these this year, if five of these would get us a lot further down the road, which five would those be? And then maybe narrow down again, which three of those five would be most important? And you're taking into account many different things. Uh, it might look different uh, moving into COVID than moving out of COVID. It might look different in uh, an opportunity to potentially expand your business. In a very unique labor market, uh, we, we, coach, uh, we coach different businesses all over the country, some in labor markets that are really very difficult and some that are not as difficult. So depending on the situation, the reality of where I am today, what are the five most important things or five goals that I think would get us to that thing, that bigger thing that, that we are trying to do as an organization, but to really prioritize those. And then at that point, when you have that smaller number, you begin to include all of these different individuals on your team in building the plan to get there. And I think that's another factor that sometimes doesn't happen is not enough people are included in the conversation about taking however many goals you end up with, taking them to the finish line. Sometimes we, we wait too long to invite uh, other people in our organization to help us build that plan. So narrow your number and then figure out uh, the priority of those that remain and bring in people to help you figure out how to get there. One more thing to consider is keeping it simple. I mean, he mentioned the number, but even in your wording, um, have a really easy metric to follow, have your wording be simple, knowing that with multicultural teams, you want it to be understood across the board, what you're aiming for in order to get buy-in throughout the whole organization. In fact, that, that leads me to another question of just this idea of goal setting. What, I mean, is it okay to set uh, hard to reach goals? What, how hard should goals be when we're setting them? 
should they be really stretched, you know, kind of pie in the sky and, and, and aim for something like a big, hairy, audacious goal? We've heard that term before. How, how does that work in goal setting? Danette, what do you think? I like big goals and expansion is one of those big goals that we help people with. However, I want people to feel the wins all along the way Um, because sometimes the pie in the sky goals aren't met. But if people can see how they win uh, personally, professionally, on the steps along the way, I think think that's it's the big goal that helped them. I agree that big goals are important, and I, I don't think that we should avoid them. But as Danette said, it's the small wins along the way that keep us moving. Another thing about the really big goals, the challenge goals, I think of the big United Way thermometer in, in the roadway that's telling, you know, you're trying to get to this giant uh, goal at the end. Some people are more motivated by that kind of challenge. So when you have these really big goals that might be really difficult, certain members of your team are going to be really motivated by that, where other members of your team uh, are not going to be as motivated. And when you have multiple levels of goals, then you've got the chance to motivate people differently. It's not that everyone's going to be moved in the same way with the same motivation uh, just because you have one really big giant might even be scary goal or difficult goal that's great and uh, we always want growth that's the goal in organizations is we want to see that growth and some people they're really motivated by that but if that's the only thing you have then you're in trouble because most people are not necessarily motivated by that kind of situation they're trying to get through the day how can I make sure that my tasks today are done and done very well? How can I get a little better with our uh, safety audit this month than we did last month? Have the big goal, absolutely, but make sure that there are these other goals along the way that are smaller. And if we throw the SMART acronym out there, attainable is one of the things that makes generally SMART goals. So you have to have that attainable goal, those goals as well. Uh, Don't only have the big one. You know, to kind of pull these thoughts together, I I feel like there's this concept out there that, you know, maybe we should recognize of goal layering. There are, you know, there's the big goal. It's way out there. It's that United Way thermometer that you're talking about, Ron. And then, and then breaking it down as we break it down, it get more and more practical, more and more, maybe more and more attainable as they move closer to the person that's actually doing the work. So the organizational goal can be very large and maybe seemingly a bit hard to attain. But the idea is that if we'll, if we'll work on our individual goals together and they're, if they're all aiming in the same direction, then we've got movement and we can check that progress along the way. Ron, you were talking earlier about the importance of those one-on-ones with people as, as we work on goals, you know, and as we've just referred to, those goals can become more and more, you know, close to a person or close to a team. 
what are some valuable things that need to be in those check-ins as we think about the development of that person? It's important to, first of all, have the check-in just so people know that you care and that you're thinking about their growth. You're helping them to get a sense that you're all together as a team, you're moving forward. So the first thing is just the relational nature of the check-in. Someone's asking me questions. Someone's uh, caring about how things are going. Another important thing for me in those check-ins is not just checking in on the attainment of the goal, but on the things that one learns along the way. The idea that the goal is uh, a step-by-step process. I think that's an important goal. An important thought is that it's, it's like climbing a mountain. You know, you can look at the top and the summit and have this big picture. Uh, but w- how you actually get there is each day you're going to take this many steps or each hour, depending on how big the mountain is. And that idea of checking in with them uh, and helping them to see the practicality of well, what's it going to take today to, to get this number or to reach this kind of situation. And I think being able to crest a bunch of small hills is much easier than trying to overtake a large mountain in a shorter time. So Danette's uh, discussion of having these small steps along the way or uh, the, the value of the smaller, and Jay, you said layered goals, I think that's very important. And always asking, what are you learning along the way? What do you now know after six months of working towards this goal that you didn't know before? What would you tell someone else that you were asked to train on reaching this same goal? What would you tell them that uh, would be a great thing to move forward? So that one-on-one, there's a lot of things that can happen. Encouragement, I think, should always happen. I'm here for you. We're here to help you move forward. What are your obstacles? Certainly accountability on what do you need to do to actually get there? Are we seeing the right movement? But then also that learning, what is it that you're taking away so far from this effort that's made you a better employee, a better person, a better leader that could even be shared or or coached uh, to someone else? We've got to remember these are people in front of us. And so, example, you may be trying to serve your customer in a certain way but you've got an employee that may be holding you back because they have a really gruff tone of voice um, and they turn people away. Well, instead of saying, hey, you got to talk nicer, it may be you have to dig deeper. Is is that person afraid of something? What's what's causing them to react this way in our customer situations? So it's hard work getting digging several layers in to find out who people are and how they can improve and become better versions of themselves. Because if people are working on themselves, the business will improve. There's so much noise in our spheres without that check-in and without the accountability and asking of the questions, we are just kind of, pushed in the stream of craziness uh, of each day. So that idea of taking a breath, evaluating where you are, I think that's, that's an important thing. And your idea, Jay, of 
we might even learn about some new lead measures by taking some time to talk to people and we're hearing what they're saying, that may give us some insight into things that we hadn't thought about looking at before. So that that stopping and evaluating, I think is really important. I think one thing we've got to remember is goals are reached when people build new habits. And um, if you're working on a habit, you can't just be reminded of it quarterly. Um, your conversation with the person you're leading may be, well, what will you do tomorrow towards making this happen? Right. Um, Good. Yeah. So what that what's happening next is so important. And if you, if you're following them, habits will build. And these are especially important, like with those check-ins after someone's had the habit of doing the check-ins, it's not so hard. After someone gets in the habit of safety in the workplace, it's not so hard. It becomes a habit. But what I hear y'all describing here is some of the essential aspects of being a leader. So, you know, in, in most organizations, there's layers to the organization. And, you know, part of what we're talking about here is kind of looking at it from the top. But maybe what gets missed, it isn't that, that we're not setting big goals. It's that somewhere in the organization, there's a, a miss, a law, a, a breakdown in a layer of leaders that aren't transferring the goal they've been given and, and the task, you know, the kind of the, what they're trying to achieve. They haven't been able to break it down to that next layer to say, and here's what that means for you, for for you individually, and let's have these check-ins, let's talk. And so more conversation actually has to happen the further you go into the business, the further forward you go into the business, um, more of those check-in conversations have to happen. So I appreciate y'all bringing that out today. Jay, I, I think, and this idea just hit me, but I think a goal you can think of it like an unpaid leader. So we, we're always short of leaders and we always need extra help. But there are four things that happen with goal setting that are the same things that a leader often does. And one of the first things that happens is a goal gives direction and focus. Just like a leader would do vocally, a goal can do that. A goal helps us to see the big picture just like a leader would do. A goal provides that motivation or fuel with the check-ins. We're checking in, there's motivation. Am I getting things done? And a goal also provides a sense of control for myself in this situation. And a leader does that by assigning trust to someone and asking them to, to take care of their area, their duty, to have ownership. So in a way, if you're good at goal setting, you get this, this non-paid leader that can help you and your team move forward. Love it. No, that's really good. And, and so then what that non-paid leader requires is someone checking in on it and, and being a, a representative of a person. And then that goal can live as that leader in the in-between time. And it probably depends on the person 
how much time they can, that, that, uh, unpaid leader can remain strong, you know, and so keeping that going is, is will depend on each leader. I think too, you want to make sure you keep repeating the goal in, in the context of feedback. Um, so instead of just saying, Hey, great job. You can say, wow, the way you handled that account or that customer really reflected well on the business. Um, it's, it's right in line with our goal about, um, and likely you're going to be overheard. If you get in the habit of giving feedback in the moment, someone's going to overhear and you're training and you're repeating that goal and there are ripples with it. So that would be positive feedback, but even corrective feedback, it might be, wow, I noticed, um, I noticed things got really chaotic today. Uh, and that affected our scores on this. What might happen tomorrow to improve this? Um, so making sure that you're always connecting whatever you're giving feedback on to the goals that are already out there in the business. Don't make them a surprise. Well, in that way, a goal is really a, an agreement, a contract. If, if we've sat down, if we've had this conversation before and we've, we've said, yes, that's, that's what we're going to work on together, then to your point, um, if I'm giving feedback, it's it can be less emotional. It's not my opinion about how you handled. It's more about that behavior is moving us closer or further away from the goal that we agreed on that you you owned. And so pointing them back to that can take some of the emotion out of that feedback. That's good. And that's why it's important to include them in the goal setting itself. So when they've had input on what they're going to be held accountable for, then it does take uh, emotion out of it uh, in the moment if there does need to be a, a tougher conversation about uh, a change of behavior to reach those uh, the goal, whatever it might be, because the person had a hand in actually saying this is what they wanted to do. And, I, you know, that buy-in, we're talking about buy-in now and input. So when it comes to that going back to the goal setting moment, what goal are we going to have? There are times where a goal comes kind of from beyond me. It's, it's a, it's a goal outside. It's a goal coming down from the owner to me or from some other place to me. And so I have to decide if I'm going to adopt that goal, but then there's a, a part of the leader that has to turn around and say, okay, if, if we're going to do that goal, then they turn to the people next to them and say, okay, what, what are our, layered goals inside of that, that would then help, help us accomplish. So it gets it down to that, a smaller contract with each person, a smaller goal. And that, that kind of process can move forward. So I appreciate that pointing that out about getting buy-in. Um, so there's sometimes though a goal is just handed to us. So Rhonda, Danette, we're, we're coaches, right? We love uh, this process of coaching and guiding leaders, helping them think their thoughts out loud and, and work through. Sometimes it's, it's goal setting. So how does coaching uh, work together in the goal setting process? I'm having all kinds of goal conversations this time of year. Um, people just tend to think about it. Um, maybe it has to do with New Year's resolutions. So to get people past that limited idea of New Year's resolutions, it is fun to 
help people dream. And I think in the busyness of day-to-day life, coaching is the gift of 45 minutes to an hour of thinking and dreaming and planning um, and asking challenging questions like, what difference will it make for you if you reach this goal? Um, so yeah, that's, it's a fun time of year for a coach. For me, the word clarity comes to mind, uh, helping the individual understand the current situation, what's being asked of them and making sure that they're clear on what's expected, uh, clarity, uh, on even how they understand what might be the metrics driving the possible goal and then asking questions that some are less apt to ask those that are more dreamers uh, you know they feel they've set a goal when they just stated the goal Uh, but the coach can come in and say okay so how would you do that tomorrow what would you need to do tomorrow to make that happen so for some it can put feet to the process where normally uh, that would be delayed just because of the way some people approach goal setting. And for those that maybe are more tactical and they want to jump right to objectives, which are the actual steps to reach your goal, uh, maybe you can hold them back a little bit, as Danette was alluding to, and talk about some of the bigger reasons for that. And, you know, talk about what it looks like when you win at the end of the year. What are the things that you think would happen? What behaviors would change with you and others? So you can help them, uh, those that are who just want to get right down to the nitty gritty, help them to dream a little bit when before they were just chasing a number. So the ability uh, to use coaching to help people gain insight. One of the keys about coaching is we're always hoping our clients have new insights, new ideas, new thoughts see themselves in new ways, or at least in clear ways. So all of that uh, can happen when you tie coaching to goal setting. Now, what are some questions that you use to help people attach their, to find value in their goals? I often just use the question words, um, the who, what, when, where, why. Maybe it's because I can't always remember what SMART goals stands for. Um, I like the who question with leaders because it helps them see their responsibility of bringing people along with them. Um, Wow. If you've got a team helping you to carry that goal, it makes it seem a lot more reachable. Um, So the who question really makes me happy. Um, The when question of goal setting helps build some timeframe around it. Um, You can't wait until the scores come out to determine if you were a success or not, because the success happens every step along the way to the score. So um, the when question is a good one. And you can just go down the list of who, what, when, where, why, and um, help people get clarity, like Ron suggested. I love that. No, I I honestly hadn't thought about just using who, what, when, where, why. That really does do the whole smart goal thing, right? And and what is the importance of that? Now, as coaches, we we do try to avoid the the why question. We don't ask, you know, why would you do that? Because it comes across judgmental. But I can see, I think I see where you're going here with having the why question in this. What 
What comes out of that why question often when you're working with people on setting goals? The why is the, the impact of reaching the goal. It's the reason for the goal. So even if you don't use the word why, many times I convert it in my head to what makes this important for you? What makes this important for your business? So I may not use the word why, but I, I'm just rephrasing it. That's really good. And but I think, yeah, it's really important to help them get to their why and however we might ask the question and really finding, making sure they're, they're packing in value into their goal. Um, what's the win here? What, what would happen if you didn't accomplish this goal? And that gets uh, really close to those, those value questions. Well, Ron and Danette, thank you for taking time today to talk about goal setting. I know it's a, a big topic. Um, there's a lot more we could discuss, but I think this is a good start for people to think about how to set goals. What are the, you know, kind of the meaning behind goals and even how to take these, these larger organizational goals and attach them uh, through the layers of the organization. So really appreciate your time and look forward to, to seeing you again. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you, Jay. Glad to have been a part of this to, to share some of our thoughts on goal setting. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate being here in this conversation with you and Ron. Well, you two are tremendous coaches on our team. We're so grateful to have you helping leaders across the country, around the world, really. And thank you for serving on Leaders Q and being such a valuable part of our team. For our listeners, we our team has actually created a personal development plan. It's a PDF that you can use. It's fillable. Uh, you can use it for yourself. You could use it on your team. It, it's something that you could share where they could set um, business goals, uh, but also personal goals. And that be a great way for you to use in your leadership development within your organization as a way to, to not only set the goal, but also set the, the objectives of uh, what, are, what are the base camp objectives along the way. So uh, go to our our website. We'll be able to offer that to you there at buildyourculturebrand.com. Thank you for listening to Build Your Culture Brand with Dr. Jay Rains. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Visit our website at buildyourculturebrand.com for our free culture brand assessment. See you next time. We would like to note that LeadersQ serves individual owner-operators and their teams and is not affiliated, endorsed by, or in any way officially connected with Chick-fil-A Incorporated.